can I take 70 times 2000 bucks a month on average? I mean, that's what 140 grand a month yeah, in revenue. Pretty much that. Yeah. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Sven Lackinger. He's the co-founder at Sastrify, the leading procurement service for SaaS subscriptions. Before the company, he had already founded the parking startup EvoPark, which was acquired in 2017. He holds a degree from WHU and worked for Goldman Sachs, the BCG, and Bain. Sven, you ready to take us to the top? <laughs> yeah, of course. Thanks for having right. me, Nathan. So what, you guys had too many subscriptions to manage at EvoPark and you said, my next company, I'm going to solve this problem. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what got us started. So my co-founder is the tech guy. I'm the finance guy. That's, I guess, exactly where we had the link. And then uh, once our past company got acquired, uh, even our acquirer, which was a much larger company, had the same issues. Uh, so that's kind of like what got us started last year. Um, tell me real quick, let's just close up the Evo Park story. Did you bootstrap that business before you exited or no? No, no, we actually raised, we were the first ever uh, startup that Porsche, the car manufacturer, invested in. Um, so there was a lot of like, uh, yeah, more or less corporate VC, uh, three angel rounds. And then we got acquired back in 2018 um, with one of the leading like parking manufacturers. Um, they basically handle anything that you can imagine that's in the car park. So payment machines, stuff like that. And we were like the logical addition to that. And so how much total did you raise that business? We raised um, like single digit million back in the day. Okay. So it was like different, like smaller angel rounds and just like, yeah, not more than like two or three million in total. So it was okay. quite a quite a easy easy cast there. And how many years? Like, when did you launch that business before you sold uh, it? We launched it in back in 2014. Um, so okay. it took us about four years till exit. Um, yep. Yeah. And what did you end up selling the business for? That I can't tell, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's you, uh, was it sorry? enough money for you to take some to put into Sastrify? Yeah, we basically took like everybody took money off the table, and I think it also made a lot of sense for the for the acquirer. Um, but uh, yeah, it was I, I always like to say it was no Facebook, uh, so that's obviously what we're what we're rather up to now. But you sold for more than three million dollars cash up front. Otherwise, yeah. everyone you'd be stuck. Okay, great. So tell us about that. Uh, you bring your co-founder, you bring the your same team from there now into this new business. Did you guys just split equity 50-50 in Sastrify, or you did something weird? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we actually, I don't know, I'm not sure if it's weird. So we were like uh, four guys at, at Evo Park. Uh, so all of the other two got 5% each on Sestrify. Um, and we did the same thing with their new business. Um, so we kind of like uh, cross-invested each 5% at the beginning. Um, so the original cap table was basically 45, 45, and then five twi uh, twice for the other guys. Okay, got it. So original at Sestrify is you 45, your co-founder 45, and then the other two 10. The Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And then tell us, okay. So tell us about the business, right? So who, who are your customers? Who are you helping here? So we basically started with any tech company that's above a hundred people. That's more or less what we look for. So a hundred to a couple thousand people, um, really anybody in that tech space, obviously, um, as we're based in Germany, like most of our customers around uh, Europe right now, um, Singapore and some other Asian countries. And now we're basically building that, um, towards the rest of the world. 
And what's the business model? What are these companies paying you on average per month to use the tech? So we uh, ACV is around like 25, 25K more or less. Um, so we, we have a basic SaaS model that's tiered upon uh, the, the total spend of SaaS they have. Um, and basically what we do is we help them really end-to-end -end on the process in terms of finding the right solutions, comparing them, getting the right prices for them, actually having a structured buying process to so how to bring software into the enterprise. Um, and then in the end, like also managing the contracts over the long term, right? Because I think for, for SaaS, the, the real interesting part is here also like, what do I have? When is which up for renewal? So really like have a long-term perspective on that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of like how we, how, so you can think of us as a virtual procurement department uh, for SaaS. And so is that flat fee $25,000 per year, no matter how much you save them on tools? Yeah, it's actually, um, so what we found is, I mean, it's obviously we're quite a young company, so about 12 months old. Uh, so not, nothing is so set you, so you launched 2020. Yeah, so we launched okay. like, I think we, we kicked off the, the, I think we actually launched February this year, more or less. Um, but we, we hired a team around like November last year. So that's kind of like mm -hmm. when, we, when we got started with the whole thing. Okay, so, so and tell me about the first customer you brought on. Um, yeah, so the first customer is actually right in the sweet spot uh, for our customers right now. Um, so it's around like three, 400 people by now. Um, yeah, typically. Can, can you like, name them, Sven? Are they comfortable being public? Yeah, no, that's good. It was Amboss, a company from Berlin. They do a very like famous uh, training app for, for uh, um, medicine students. Hmm. Um, and like crazy mom, like really cool company. Um, and they like, yeah, basically we started with them figuring out on how they buy software and how, how to optimize that. And you keep uh, mentioning number of team members, but do, do you price against number of team members or, or, you know, total amount of, you know, total software spend in 2020? Yeah, we, we, we price against total software spend. Um, but then again, it's not like you can't pinpoint it down to the euro or the, the dollar, right? Um, yep. That's why we always try to give our because if you if we ask prospects what's your total software spend, um, then the typical answer is I have no idea. Um, and if I ask, okay, how many people are you? Then it's much easier to categorize. What is don't name this customer obviously, but today what's your highest ACV customer? Like what's your highest plan? Uh, around sixty k. Sixty k. Okay, and so for them, you're doing everything full, full suite. Like yeah. how much do they spend on software annually? Millions, like millions. Literally. Okay, yeah. But and they are like, yeah. Again, uh, I think what what we found is that it's too cheap. Uh, that we are too cheap still, uh, which is a good thing because typically, like within like the first couple of couple of weeks, actually, um, we we uh, we saved them like three four times of that. Okay, so almost was your first company. You've got large enterprise accounts at sixty thousand dollars ACVs already. How many total customers are you serving today? Around seventy, a bit more than oh, that. Seven Seven zero, yeah, seven zero, yeah. So it's okay, been well, quite a year for us. Yeah, I was gonna say this is probably significant. I mean, can I take seventy times two thousand bucks a month on average? I mean, that's what one hundred and forty grand a month yeah, in revenue. Pretty much that. Yeah. Oh wow! And what were you exactly a year ago? Do you have nothing? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's pretty much it. So we had like uh, one or two test customers, um, but we really kicked it off like from January, February this year. Okay, so I mean, I don't have to tell you this. You're from the space. I mean, that's super impressive growth. Did you do this bootstrapped or did you raise? No, we raised um, a pre-seed in uh, November last year when we hired the team. Um, and then we raised a seed round uh, three months ago, um, about $7 million uh, to now basically yeah, just grow all over Europe. Um, that's kind of like the next step. 
Mm-hmm. Tell me real quick about sort of why you chose to do this way. So the pre-seed round last year, how much was that for? Uh, $1.3 million. And was that sort of on pretty standard terms, like safe, 5 million cap, that sort of deal? Yeah. yeah. So we, I think we had like, uh, we did a price round that uh, we have more than, should, should be like $6 million. Pre- oh, you priced it right on the start. Yeah. yeah we priced it right on the start. Well, why'd you there's decide like to do some, that? Yeah. There's some like German ap- applications to that in terms of, yeah, subsidies and whatever you get. So there's like, it wasn't too big of a difference. And as we know, like most of the investors we onboarded were actually investors from, from Evo Park um, as well, because we just love to work with them. Um, so it was also like, yeah, super easy structures and everything already. In place. Yeah, they said, Sven, you're young. We backed you at your first business. You must <laughs> let us write a check in your next business. Yeah, it was, uh, everybody was uh, quite keen on, on, on backing that as well. Okay, so $6 million valuation last year. And then the $7 million you just raised, what valuation was that at? Uh, yeah, about 27 pre, something like that. What was that process like? I mean, would you change anything? Did it feel like a fair valuation? Um, I think it, it was a decent one. So we didn't push it too much. We were rather looking for the right partner. Um, and one thing that we also did, which was not smart, was we raced in July, um, which, <laughs> which I cannot recommend to every, anyone uh, because apparently people love to do holidays in August. Um, so that was kind of like, uh, the, yeah, the only drawback, but in the end, we ended up with the partner that we wanted, um, with HV, uh, from, from Berlin and Munich and, uh, yeah, they're great, like really great supportive, uh, for us. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. So you sold, I guess, in the pre-seed, uh, what in the pre-seed you sold, I'm doing the math, 20, per, oh, actually, yeah. you sold 20% no, yeah, twice. Seven, yeah, it should, yeah, it should be a bit less than that. I think like it was like 17% each. Okay, like okay. That. But now if you look at your cap table, investors own something like 35, 40%. Yeah, something like that. Okay, got it. When do you guys start thinking, you know, one of the questions I get from early stage founders, especially when they're going through the raise process is usually that seed round, you know, those investors are going to ask you to set up an ESOP pool, right? Like some sort of, you yeah. know, equity sharing plan for employees. Was that required? Like, did you see that requirement for you? And if so, how large did you make that? So we, we made one with 15% of the original cap table. Um, at the beginning, which is again, which we also found and which we're changing now, uh, is that for some reason, it's very typical in Germany that you set it up that the original visa goes only towards the founder proceeds, which is obviously not too great, <laughs> um, yep. for the founder side. Uh, so basically gives you some additional dilution there for us. It was like super important to have the, the initial team, uh, incentivized, obviously, um, so we were fine with that, but we're also changing it now, um, that we're going through the rounds that we basically, everybody covers it more or less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. And was the 7 million, did that all go onto the balance sheet or did you take any secondary there? No, that was all going on the balance sheet. Uh, did you ask for secondary? <laughs> we, we had not, not at that round. Um, but, uh, yeah, for us, it's not like, 
there's not not going to be a secondary for the next couple of couple of rounds, I guess. Um, let's see about that. But for us, it's right now. It's really we we believe very strongly in it. So I guess, uh, and we don't need the money for now. So I think it's uh, it's more focus on the business. Sven, how many folks are on the team today? I think in total we're about fifty three right now. 53. Plus minus. Okay. Yeah. And how many engineers? Uh, about eight. More or less. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, this isn't really an engineering heavy problem. It's more like BDRs or like you need business development people to like negotiate prices and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, we're really trying to get rid of that uh, manual part, right? So the end product should be a platform um, that can do everything automatically. Um, so we're now heavily investing in that product and an engineering piece. Um, but obviously, like the, the really nice part about the business is that you can, you can basically theoretically do it with an Excel sheet. It doesn't scale, um, but it's really like if you're smart enough and you just look at in, uh, enough contracts and processes, you can really like do it as a one-man show. Yeah. And that's what kind of like got us started because transforming that into a platform and really automating it will then basically give you like a huge leverage on, on, uh, on the whole process. I guess the end process for us is really like building that one platform where you can handle it like your, your whole SaaS stack on. Vendor raised uh, sixty million on a six hundred million valuation earlier in March. Does that feel like a high valuation to you? Well, it's from what I know, it's about hundred x on the on the AR. Um, so I guess uh, that's quite quite what we see uh, everywhere at the moment. So I'm not I'm not that surprised. And frankly, they're they're going, doing a really great job there. Yeah. So you you have them in March at somewhere around six million bucks in revenue. Yeah, that's yeah. at least what what I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Talk to me. You said you feel like your pricing is too cheap, right? So, so, you know, pricing changes early on. Founders always do it later than they should, right? So, like, why haven't you changed pricing yet? Yeah. We're actually going to do that pretty soon. Um, it's mostly like, yeah, obviously you're, you're so stuck into, into operational processes. I mean, why are we too cheap? Just because, like, I think our average ROI is now like six times. Um, and customers would probably already be happy with like four times. Let's put it that way. Um, and now that we have more trust and more logos and like huge companies that we work with, um, I think it's totally fair that, that our value is somehow proven. Mm -hmm. are, are you combining your leverage? In other words, okay, let's make this up. Your professional plan, right? There's a dedicated buyer there. Is that buyer calling up Salesforce and going, listen, we have 10 Sashify customers that pay you a million dollars per year. You need to give us a ten percent discount, and then you give you know distribute that discount across those ten customers you represent that need a Salesforce license. Yeah, we actually don't do that on a on a bulk level um, because we see that there's actually more in the more of what we do it comes from the efficiency of just doing it more often than once. So typically, if you buy Salesforce in a company, you do it once. Maybe you switch companies, you do it twice. But our team does it like every day. So we obviously also know the Salesforce people, and they just send over what's already expected to be a good contract right so mm -hmm. there's actually it, it happens automatically but there's no setup where we just like bundle contracts and then distribute to all the customers so like you work with black lane why can't black lane just bring salesforce directly and ask for their best option like why is salesforce going to give you a better offer than they would the customers directly so it, uh, the i think the the big one here is that for our customers it's not only about the price it's also about the process um okay. so basically the whole like reaching out to them, getting demos, negotiating free rounds, as opposed to just telling us, hey, Satchify, we need Salesforce. And then we come back with like a already basically done offer at a good price um, at a decent rate. I see. I see. Talk to me more about your sales team. How many quota carrying reps do you have? 
we just did a split of SDRs and AEs, um, and in total we've got 10 now, 11, um, up from three, eight weeks ago. What's um, the split <laughs> of the 11 between AEs and SDRs? So right now it's six SDRs and five AEs. Um, and then because, yeah, we're a bit lacking behind on the SDR side. So how, what are the SDRs responsible for? How do you incent them? Uh, basically, it's getting demos in. That's the so reaching out to people, scheduling first demos. How many demos do, should they close every, every month if, so they don't fire them? So, <laughs> we, well, we just hired them. So um, for us, it's really now figuring out of what they can deliver, right? Uh, so we're ramping it up, um, I think, to two per week or something right now. Um, but that's like the, uh, yeah, it's still like in the very early stages there. Okay. And then those AEs, what do you expect them to be closing per month? You know, once they're fully ramped. So once they're fully ramped, um, it's also something like one to two customers a month, um, which gives you like a total of about 500k AR per year. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, so each, each year, if those AEs are on target, their quota is to close 500k in new ARR. Yeah, plus minus. It's obviously, it's differentiations in terms of seniority and what they can do and what they can. Um, of course, yeah. That's like, I mean, we, we've not been around for a full year. So it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's so impressive. A lot of like finding out of what works and what doesn't. It's, man, it's impressive stuff, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Um, I have to say, for our work week, it was really transforming. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? There's the, the only guy I'm really following on that is, is actually Arnold Schwarzenegger, but that's, <laughs> that's, a different, that's a different story. Number uh, three, what's your favorite online tool for building Sastrify? Um, I guess I have to say Donut. I love Donut calls with my, my team. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Try to make it seven. Okay, very cool. And situation, married, single kids? Uh, girlfriend. And living Girl, together. Okay. <laughs> Not married, no kids. How old are you? 31. 31. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, well, I guess uh, that uh, you don't have to go to business school to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Sastrify launched, just call it like 11 months ago. They went from nothing to $140,000 a month in revenue in that time span, serving 70 customers, helping them buy SaaS tools more effectively. They handle the whole demo process, get the quote process, negotiate the contract. They raised $1.3 million on a $6 million valuation last year to get going, and then $7 million on a 34 post just recently this year as they scale. 53 on the team as Sven scales there in Europe. Sven, thanks for taking us to the top. Likewise. It was good to be here.